What's going on, everybody? It's Thursday, June 1st, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. Not Stone, just stupid Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. My baseball thoughts right now are DJ Moore looked uh, pretty good in camp. So. That is very perfect. Training signed. camp, just like, what, six weeks away? Seven weeks away? Perfectly signed. Uh, and the good Reverend K. Fitz. Hey, it's a golden Knights Stanley Cup final, so I am showing out for 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 the uh, the old hockey team here in town. And I know that Blackhawk fans hate the Golden Knights. That's because they're kind of like I don't know one Blackhawks fan that hates the Golden Knights. Uh, well, it's probably uh, well, yeah, the, the old uh, Chicago Wolves affiliate. I like the Golden Knights. Hey, Blackhawks only have what one one regular season win against the Golden Knights, I think, ever. Which is fun. Anyway, no, they, I they get distracted. So everything oh, works out just fine. They're gonna get better. Who could forget about the big rivalry yeah. between the Blackhawks and Massive Blackhawks Golden Knights rivalry that we all <laughs> sell out here. They sell out so here. It's great. Who do the Blackhawks or the yeah. Hawks sell out the Golden Knights games when they come here? It's in recent years? Every time. Chicago fans show up here. Uh, Chicago I, fans do travel well because I went to a Hawks game out in LA. It was a lot of Hawks. Vegas trip, and that Vegas last voice you hear is the young, the handsome, the darling of the 108 tournament, our sophomore, Mr. NASCAR Mitch. Well, let me tell you, I'm sure we'll talk about it later uh, in the show, but it was a great weekend for motorsports. You had the Monaco Grand Prix, you had the Indy 500, and the Coca-Cola 600, but despite all these great sporting events, I think the coolest thing I saw this weekend was Liam Hendricks coming back. Like, that was awesome. And this has come from a guy that was at the Indy 500. By far the coolest sporting moment I saw was Liam Hendricks' return. And, and it was also a very good weekend for motorboating. Um, I heard. I wouldn't you know anything about Sailor U. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chicago baseball fever. Catch it. Uh, both teams suck. Uh, we're going to expand on that. Uh, there's specific points that we want to get into. So we're following we have, in their lead. Yeah, <laughs> we have a uh... Chicago baseball. Catch it. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, expect cold sores and uh, burning when you pee. We got a lot to talk about, folks. There's there's, there's a lot of bad sprinkling, maybe a couple glimmers of good. But yeah, it's rough out there. So with all that being said, God damn it. If you're watching these goddamn baseball teams. Drink. Let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change. Yeah.
As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications. So as Aldo alluded to earlier, you can get all the news and updates from the Bears mini camp and the start of their season because God knows you don't want to talk about baseball. Hey, there's some uh, electric Romy Gonzalez articles available. To read. <laughs> oh, throwing yeah. that out there. My bad, Mitch. And also brought to you by Uncle Bud's 9700 South Cicero. Jesus Christ, get it together, so South Cicero. Uh, daily drink specials, daily food specials. They always got something going on there, whether it be karaoke, trivia, live music, all kinds of fun stuff. Uncle Bud's, uh, 87, 9700 South Cicero in Oak Lawn. Oh, my God. We should get, like, an error horn for me tonight. Um, Streets are saying better than Wings and Rings because they didn't vote against me in the Tim Wills and Ivy tournament or the uh, 108 tournament. I am, I am not going down that road. I am. I'll tell you the history after the show. <laughs> I am not going down that road. I'm not touching that. That's, time, that's story time with Uncle Zoe. I may or may not agree. I may or may not be banned from life from one of those two establishments. Uncle it's Bud's? Not, it's not Uncle Bud's. <laughs> Damn, is that what you do Uncle Bud's? <sighs> I ain't done nothing at Uncle Bud's yet. No wonder they're campaigning against Yeah. Me. Young Zoe was not a... Uh, not as calm as current Zo. Well, you know, if you want to see Zo, you know where he is welcome? Uncle Bud. So Uncle Bud. I am. Take your ass down to South Cicero. So let's start out. Do you like it at Chili's? On a very high note, because it, it won't get any better than this. And Mitch, you brought it up. I don't know how much there is to talk about it, just because as a sports fan, as a White Sox fan, as a human being, if you didn't get caught up in that moment at that time, like, I don't really know what to tell you, man. Like, Liam Hendricks gets diagnosed with cancer, goes and does the treatment, continues to throw while he's doing the treatment. Let's not forget that, because this guy's a fucking psycho, and I love that about him. I say that, like, endearing. Continues to throw while he's doing chemo, it comes with how many? It was what, like four months? About. But that was since he announced it. But yeah, yeah give or take it. Yeah. And he takes the field for the White Sox. Now, the build up to it was huge. Obviously, he deserved every accolade, every sign of respect that he got. I mean, that is one of the greatest feel good stories I think I've ever heard in sports, not just baseball. And it couldn't have happened to a better guy. We all know how insanely charitable Liam is and what he does for the community, both inside of baseball and outside of baseball. You're very hard-pressed to find anyone that has anything to do with baseball say a bad word about Liam Hendricks and his wife. Can't forget her. She puts in a lot of the legwork with the charity stuff. So the White Sox, for once, did something right when they brought him in in the eighth inning. and they turned out all the lights and they played his music and they did the light show. Like he was coming in for a save, which he wasn't. And he did that thing where he stood there at the, and then he did the hop. He slapped his knee and did the hop and kind of ran in and credit to the angels batter who I can't remember his name right now uh, for taking his time. We'll say getting into the box. And that's the part that got me is when Liam is standing on the mound, and he does like a full circle, just looking at everything. And you could see like, he's a bad dude. And you could see him like 
walling up a little bit and shaking his head like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And then the first pitch he throws is just a 96-mile-an-hour fuck you fastball right down the middle. And, again, kudos to the Angels hitter for taking it for a strike. <laughs> Matt Thies, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys got anything to add to that, but I they gave me chills, dude, like chills. And because like Liam's one of those guys that he's all business on the mound. So, you know, if it's like if he's taking the time to appreciate it, just kind of like how big it is. And I mean, you look like you you touched on it, too, because like camp's one of those things that affects everyone. Like everyone knows someone that's been going through it. And and my my girlfriend works at one of those cancer centers that's described. And I hear some of the horror stories, people coming in there. So just like the fact that not only did he survive it, that he's pitching again, like. It's hard to put in word like how how incredible that that is. Just the fact he's back on the the highest level of baseball in the world. He, he's back pitching four months after being diagnosed with cancer. So, you know, props to him. Yeah, I mean, and you, you see some of the stuff that he did. Even like you talk about being a good guy. I mean, he's buying lunch for everybody down, you know, on the farm. Yeah, while he was doing his rehab stuff, like doing thankless. Things. I mean, this is a dude that again, baseball is great, man. And a lot of people say baseball is life, but this is the stuff that we talk about that's bigger than the game. And again, you know, you've seen it with obvious shirts. You've seen it with, you know, Cub fans. They're, even in a Chicago rivalry, which, you know, whatever cantankerous stuff it is, everybody's, there's just a, a total appreciation for him. Now, as Cub fans, we've, we, you know, we weren't a part of the John Lester or Anthony Rizzo uh, cancer um, um, situations. When they, those occurred, those were younger in their career. We got the other side, the polish, the other side of that coin after they had gotten past it. And, you know, two of our favorite players is Cub fans. Liam Hendricks has that same dog in him. And that's the coolest part about it is that Liam Hendricks beyond this is going to actually be a better Liam Hendricks, no matter what happens on the bump, period. Because he understands the picture uh, of everything in front of him, uh, baseball and other. And kind of building off of that, like Jason Benetti said it too. He's one of those players that like a lot of fans feel like they know like even without it, because he connects yep. very well to the fan base. He shows mm-hmm. a lot of emotion on the mound. He's very outspoken. He gives back to the community. That's like one of the first things he did when he came to Chicago was like, where can I donate my time? And he was like buying lunch with like firefighters, visiting children's hospitals. He's, you know, he's a very easy guy to root for. Mm-hmm. He likes Dr. Pepper, right? Dr. Pepper? Dr. Pepper? Or is that, no, is that Legos? Legos. Legos is Legos. a big thing. Hates and, Josh Donaldson. I mean, what's not to like? Yeah. And I mean, to Fizz's point, that story of him buying lunch for the entire major league team while I was doing his little rehab stint down there, he didn't tell anybody about that. Somebody else did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that speaks a lot to who he is too. And I loved when he was running out to the field, the camera was one of the cameras was on his wife and she's going fucking bananas up there. Like it's great to see, you know, and I mean, we don't need to talk about how the rest of that inning went. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the angels were only only so accommodating <laughs> which, i mean good for them i'd do the same thing but yeah that he got touched up a little bit but i mean he's gonna he's gonna have the long i was gonna up. tell you guys he's gonna have the longest uh leech leash ever imaginable oh God, like yeah. like imagine being the first dickhead to be like uh, Liam Hendricks. Trade Liam. Well, trade like a man. GFA Liam. <laughs> or like, oh, Liam, trash in your trade value. And you I know can't play full to, season. You know, it's. I could already think of like four different Twitter accounts that are going to do that. Yep. So <laughs> I know. One. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with uh, Drew in the comments. And again, if you guys want to watch us live on Wednesday nights, 
uh, YouTube, Twitch. You can find us on any streaming platform. Get in the comment section. Uh, we see them all. I guarantee you that. Uh, Drew said his wife deserves so much love as well to be able to stay strong and encourage him while still fighting with them. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's That's the a family behind every strong man is a stronger woman. Like it's pretty easy. Um, so that's pretty much uh, the highest tier we can go with positivity today on this uh, on this episode here. Um, I think I'm gonna. On, I, think, hey, I think we're gonna work our way down. We're gonna yeah. work our way down. We're gonna work our way down. The next thing to bring up, though, is the White Sox have a massive gap at second base. We all know this. We've all known this for years, and it's just continues to not be addressed. But um, there was a bit of a a bright spot in the last couple of games. Um, we're seeing Mitch's boy, Romy Gonzalez. Uh, I don't know if he's really my boy, but. <laughs> Coming no, up, th- that's why he's your boy. That's why ah. he's your boy, because you got really <laughs> mad about him in the outfield. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But in the month of May, he finished uh, with a batting average of 323, OBP of 333, slugging 774 with an OPS of 1.108. Um, three home runs in which he hit in the last three days. Well, he didn't on Wednesday. He didn't play. Yeah, he did. Last three uh, games, yeah. Last three games, um, 11 RBIs. He only walked once, but that's a White Sox player. Uh, three doubles, 10 strikeouts, two stolen bases, made a couple plays at second base. Will he keep this pace up? See Jake Berger. But it's nice. It's like a little bit of like, okay, maybe this is the guy that Han said could not be traded. Maybe this is the God, he's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's okay, believe. It's okay, believe. Oh my god, I can't. I'm. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just gonna peel back the curtain. I can't fake the funk. I can't fake like trying to be cheery about this team this week. Um, fuck. You know, you guys talking about Romy and like all the options of like when Elvis Andrews comes back and what do you guys and like Hans or Alberto and like Clint Frazier. Uh, Listen Kevin, to this, names is, this just reminds me of us, like fucking, just having mindless uh, conversations about like Frank Schwindel coming, and and Patrick Wisdom and like, can they stick on the team? Are they going to be valuable players to anything? It's like this, just a whole bunch of blah. <laughs> it's it's a lot of blah. Because like Adam, uh, like Adam Hazley was like up, and it's like, hey. Look at look at this hot week he had, and like right. now he's gone. Yeah. But like he's not. Hazley had like a hot game. Like <laughs> right. at least at least Romy's like <laughs> stringing together a couple good ones. And I mean these home runs he's hitting aren't cheap. Right, they're know, bombs. He's hitting. He's hitting no, yeah. I do. Yeah. Look, as much as I trashed him before the start of the season and him going to right field, I, I don't think he's a bad player. Like, he's a fine utility guy to have on the bench. And I think now he's got a couple things working for him is 
now that he's back from injury and he's playing every day, I do think he's playing with a little bit more confidence. Pedro Gafrol alluded to he's playing looser, a lot more fun, which is great. And he's this is why a lot of Sox fans fell in love with him too. It's because he's a scrappy guy that hustles. And there's always room for having one of those guys on the team, especially when you can play multiple positions like he can. I do think it's a hot streak. Like this is not who Romy is. We've seen a large enough sample size between now and the minor leagues to know. He's not going to be, you know, this tearing the cover off the ball every day. But, you know, I think he's a nice guy to have. And I would I would argue even you could keep him starting at second base because I think with Hanser, Alberto, and Elvis Andrews, you know, you can have – it's nice to have one veteran – good locker room guy that can play the middle infield on the bench Two becomes a little redundant. And we know that both of them are rentals anyway. You might as well see what you have with Rami because the front office is all high on him. Uh, so let's see what we got. You might as well plan the rest of the year because both those other two are going to be gone. I mean, isn't it a little bit depressing if you guys listen to the names you're all spewing out? Yeah. Oh, like, incredible. Listen who we're, we're talking about. Hanser Alberto and fucking Clint Frazier and all this other bullshit. I'll give Clint Frazier some. He's not playing terrible. No, Clint's I mean, been yeah, he's been a he's, nice player. I think I think with Clint it's you really see what a guy can do when it's his last chance. And I think Clint is kind of feeling that this might be his last shot in the show. How much is he gonna be playing now that Eloy's back that sporadically? Uh, Especially like with Jake Berger the, finding that's a spot the for worry. Him to like play. some of these guys I feel like like with Ro- with Romy playing now more consistently at second base, and like you know he gets more comfortable, you would think, because he's seeing more more playing time. So like when Clint Frazier regresses or not regresses, just when he you could say has a reduced playing time, and it's like, well, can he keep it going if he's only starting twice twice a week? And then if he's not, then you just have like another dud on the bench. Um. Well. The White Sox, like, so what happened today was Aldo asked, who gets sent down when Elvis Andrews comes back? And my reply was, <laughs> I don't even know who's on the bench right now because it's been so much of a goddamn revolving door. I've never, I mean, I can't remember a season where the White Sox have sent guys up and down as frequently. They made 11 moves in one day to start the month. Remember that? And everyone's like, oh, that's. That's the igniter. Well, I mean, I guess they finished one game above 500 this month, so maybe it did it. Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, big time. But you guys gained a game. Yeah, I guess when uh, Elvis comes back, you either probably sent Cliff Frazier down, or I totally agree with the point you just made, though, Mitch, where Elvis and Hanser, it's like the office. Like these are the same picture. Like it's it's the same. Same guy. And I think Hanser might have a little bit of an edge because that's the coach's dude. So he can play third base too. But like I, I still think you I still think they would keep Elvis just because like at least you know he plays good defense. Like he, yeah. he's not well, that's the thing though. So I was writing about this today at like second base, because he's going to like as long as Tim's up, he's not gonna be playing shortstop. His defense really is not like Rami's or Romy is actually a better second baseman than Elvis is statistically slightly. They're both below average, but if you're looking at defensive run saves and outs above average, Gonzalez is a better defender. 
Okay. Then what else is done this year? Uh, I'm trying to confirm. I saw some reports of this. I didn't see exactly what happened. Didn't Aloy hurt his knee today? Oh, yeah. Th- you sent that uh, screenshot in there, right? Yeah. I don't know what exactly happened because none of the beat writers have anything about it. But that's the other thing, though. Like you say with Clint, you know Aloy's going to get hurt. It's nice so, to have a fourth outfielder, too. Like, I could not stand having Gonzalez as our fourth outfielder. Sometimes no, nice to have Romy. The, the only reason they thought Romy could play outfield is because he's fast. There's, there's no other rhyme or reason. I mean, I guess that's half the battle, but all right, here we go. Uh, James Fagan, Pedro Gafol acknowledged Eli Jimenez was limited by a leg issue today, but said he expects him to be able to play outfield this weekend. Okay, coach. Okay, <laughs> okay coach. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Stephen Bardo, we could, uh, do a whole show about how much they fucked up this. Oh my God. Did you see, I mean, how how he went down on the, like, oh, that's, uh, that's 2022. (laughs) Sorry about that. I'm like, holy shit. He went down again. Um, okay. There's no, uh, yeah, I guess that's probably what they're going to do. And I don't know. They have a, a cluster of bad. You know what's annoying about the whole second base situation that we all knew that it was going to be bad. Like I remember writing during the offseason, it's like, well, it's between Gonzalez and Lenin right. Sosa, and it's like, Jesus Christ, these guys yep. all suck. And then they were trying to gas them all up, like, hey, no, these guys are good. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, t- I think it was literally two, like, one or two days after Rick Hahn's like initial spring, big spring training press conference when he was hyping up uh, Romy. I think they signed Elvis Andrews like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he said, "Like I'm not training that guy, or someone's got to make me an offer." Like, well, it's just, yeah. Uh, three million for Vinny Velo, greater than three million for Elvis. Yeah, you did say it at the time, Beef. I do remember you saying that, and I remember laughing at you. Oh, that's another thing. Even though uh, I thought Sox, Elvis was going to be, Sox don't have any starting pitching depth. No, we're going to get to that in just a minute. I just want to talk what about the White one more Sox hitter. Give up for Marcus Stroman, I wonder. Dude, the White Sox are. He didn't want to come to Chicago because they had Tony. Yeah. The White Sox are thirteen games under five hundred. Yeah, for anyone for right now. <laughs> not <Yeah>. selling. <laughs> uh, the good, I guess, the one good thing that I can touch on on the month of May is Luis Robert had a very good May. Uh, he did disappear for Sunday and Monday's game, but then he kind of came back after that. Who likes showing uh, up for work on a Monday anyway? Right. He finished May with the slash line of 316, 381, 663 with an OPS of 1.044. He hit eight home runs, 17 RBIs. He did strike out 29 times, but he had one stolen base as well. It was It's a lot of fun watching him play good baseball. But those two games were, I don't know <laughs> what the fuck happened. It's like the Monstars like, sucked his talent out of his body. For those two games, it was like depressing to watch him in the batter's box. They were some of the saddest swings I've ever seen. No, I didn't watch those games, but like just from an outside perspective, I mean, reading off the numbers, it's like, I mean, he, he basically carried the entire offense for the first half. Like, yes, other guys can step up for a couple of games. <laughs> right. Like even that, it's like, all right, yeah. I mean, guys are going to have like awful games uh, all the time. Yeah. But the, the key is that you have two bad and he comes back. Like it's, it's the prolonged, uh, you know, you can have a bad, you know, 48 hours. It's the, 
72 and then 96 and the next thing you know it's like a four or five game slump and you're, you know things go off the track so good on him yep. for getting it back that's the that's the that's the things you're you're seeing these things this year with with Luis Robert uh the benching and his response to the benching maybe a couple couple bad days bouncing back now you're starting to see a little bit of maturity I think uh, I think there's some some I think the message is getting through a little bit to him it, it, at least it looks like as far as his like uh, ability to adapt no, and I definitely agree because I, I feel like a year or two ago, this wouldn't have been the case. Uh, the maturity is definitely being shown. and But, man, when it's bad, it's it's really bad. Those swings were horrendous. The one day he had three strikeouts, he saw 11 pitches. I mean, it was it was like he was up there, just like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, one, two, I don't, three. I don't know. I feel to succeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a point, but like I don't want to make it because I mean the classic wheels uh, bump. But like I was gonna say, I mean, knock on wood, he's he, he he's been the like core guy who stayed healthy so far this year. Oh, he's oh, fine. Ah, <laughs> that's what I didn't want to say. I know, that's what I didn't I know. want to say. You made me say this is on you, though. This is on you, though. No, 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 yeah, I just saw that uh, last night flying back. <laughs> oh yeah, congrats uh, for making it out of Wisconsin. Wisconsin was fun. I was uh, waiting by the phone for you to be like, "Hey, brother Matt Zawaski," because my name is Aldo Zawaski, white dude. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I was ready for it. But uh, now we can talk about the really bad with the White Sox before we move over to the Cubs and All Star Game stuff. Um, the White Sox have zero pitching depth, starting pitching depth, and their starting pitching sucks. And when when they've been good, they live and die on their starting pitching. The one hot stretch they had was because they had those eight quality starts. Yes. If they're going to be good, it's it's all comes down to the starters. And unfortunately, the majority of the year, they've sucked ass. Yes. I do uh, have to bring up a big chunk of that was against Cleveland and Kansas City. Yes. Two of the worst offenses. Yeah. Oh no, they they showed up against two dog shit teams, and then Michael Kopech started against the Angels. I saw you, Zoe. I saw your, uh, I saw your tweet. Be like, it it was really a f- the fucking shoes. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Oh, and then I, I watched the highlights. Yeah. And like, he gives up the home runs. He's wearing the white shoes. He's giving up home runs. He's beaning people like it's either every pitch he throws it was either hitting a batter or going over the fucking fence or he's and he walked a bunch of guys too he comes out like what is it the third or fourth inning <laughs> and he's wearing all black cleats now and he's lights out it might have been like the just the, the very next inning the second inning he's just, but he's just throwing he looked like the copic we've seen so far this season and if, it really, if it really was his shoes if that's not the most White Sox bullshit <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. Get Chris Sale's scissors. Cut up those fucking cleats. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Like, what is going on here? But Lucas Giolito, well, for the most part, here, let's. I want to take a step back. Because this is the question I wanted to raise to the three of you. Is Ethan Katz finally going to be under the microscope, he should be under. I hope so. Uh, you you <laughs> would, think. yeah. As a Sox fan, uh, I think you guys would hope so. That uh, it's like, hey, buddy, 
this team was pretty much set. Everybody's era was pointing up, and you've come here and like, yeah, Dylan C's had an un- unbelievable uh, yeah. 2022, but besides re- his, yeah. besides him, a lot of guys have regressed. I know there's been a couple of gems here with you know Ronaldo Lopez figuring it out last year, not so much this year, but right. There's been a lot of there's been a lot more bad than good. Well, yeah, I mean Dylan C's regression is painfully obvious. He's lost velocity on the fastball. He's lost a fuck ton of movement on the slider. And that comes on the heels of Giolito <laughs> regressing last year. Yes. Although he's, 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 I think he's been a little obviously better this year. Giolito's been good this year. He's, he's been, been the one redeeming starter. He's yeah. been pretty up and down. I mean, he's still – another thing that, Fids, I know you've harped on this in the past that kind of goes on pitching coach and game strategy and shit like that. Can the White Sox have a fucking clean first inning? Oh, no pet peeve, pet peeve. Like arguably my biggest pet peeve in baseball. Like period. Um, is going yeah. Given that is a focus issue out of the bullpen. That is something that that's the one I think inning that a pitching coach can have an impact. Making sure your guy is ready before he ever toes that big rubber. Making sure that everything is set. Making sure their mindset, the approach, uh, everything is is the plan is firmly set, and you go and you get the job done. I, nothing drives me more nuts. That, that's the one time where a pitching coach can literally, you know, hey, you don't look so good right now. Let's maybe throw that first inning right now. Come on, a couple more. You've got, I mean, that's 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 being aware in, as a pitching coach in the bullpen. So uh, that's a, that is a that that is a huge thing that you can ding a pitching coach for. I think that's the only time. I think uh, 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 once you're in the end game, you don't want to change fundamentals. You're just trying to make tweaks and adjustments with plans. But that's the one where you can, and it's happening every game. Ugh. It doesn't matter who's on the bump. It's I, like it's becoming comical to me. If I don't turn the game on like right at the beginning, I'll catch it like five minutes late. You turn it on, it's like, and the Angels are up three nothing after the home run, the walk, and the next home run. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, come on, man. It. Ugh. But well, how does that feel as an offense too? Before you even get a chance to dig into the box, you're down three. You know, it's, it's the same way teams that yeah. come out hot like that too are great. You know, how great is it to be a starting pitcher to come out? I got a three run lead. I'm going to pitch nice and confident, nice and loose. And mm-hmm. you get to just go, you know, go after get outs instead of like trying to get cute. And that does a lot of things and it shoots. It's a huge reverb down the line. It's more than just pitching. Again, you burn tons of pitches. So you got a short outing on the way, taxing your bullpen. There's just so many butterfly effects, the ripple effect of that kind of start. It's it. It transcends like the game. It, it, it's it's rough. And the one now, this is gonna pain me a lot to talk about this. We gotta talk about my guy Lance. Oh, I was like, we're gonna talk about the hemorrhoids. Yeah, we, we gotta talk about my guy Lance because it hasn't been pretty for the old man. Uh, and I say old man, he's thirty six, but it hasn't been. I'm older than him. Uh, has not been pretty. <laughs> For the uh, the old hurler out there, it's just, yeah. I mean, I can describe to you almost before the game happens what a, what's going to happen in a Lance Lynn start. He's going to struggle in the first inning. He's going to walk with command because he's going to be trying to get really cute with corners because he knows he's lost a couple MPHs on the, uh, the old fastball because that's all he throws basically. 
So he's going to try to hit corners. He's going to walk a couple guys and get frustrated. And he'll maybe get like a double play, maybe give up a run. He'll probably give up a run because they give up runs every first inning. Get in the second inning. He'll strike out the first guy, walk the second guy, and then give up an absolute fucking tank. He gives up a, a bomb of a home run, at least one, every start. And then, on usual games, it didn't happen against the Angels on Wednesday, but the games before that, though, he'll kind of cruise after that. After he gives up the tank, you know, he won't give up runs. He'll strike out a couple guys. You know, he's had over five strikeouts in almost every start he's had this season. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much a Lance Lynn start in a, in a nutshell. And it's brutal to watch. He looks like he's struggling every inning. It looks, I don't know. I don't I don't know if you're that pitch, I'm not seeing. That pitch to Mike Trout. I think Jordan uh, Lazowski tweeted it. That was the mo like worst pitch you'll ever see. Just that was a that was the definition of just a absolute beach ball <laughs> over the middle of the play. It was a little league slider. Like I that mean, was like, that was like perfect BP like home run derby lob it up there basically on a one two count too. Like yeah. you could afford to waste a pit, and he did, it was like a get me over breaking. Like that's a pitch you throw. And like a full count, like, all right, you know, I'm trying to fool him. Not a one-two count. It was horribly executed. He's got that stupid sweeper he's throwing now that's always getting tattooed every game. I I don't know where the fucking sweeper pitch came from. I fucking hate it. Well, I think it's because, and it might be on the pitching coach too, but like, you know, like you said, he always, yeah, go ahead. You can show it. I mean, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) that's why I tweeted this out. You might as well just lob it to him, like just go up That's, there. And so, like, I mean, so you should know this is like when you're playing, uh, like I will be the show, like rookie mode, just like the pitches are just in slow motion to you. This is oh my god, see ya. Oh, 82 my god. miles an hour <laughs> to arguably the best baseball player in decades. And I like because, like, he didn't, I, I feel like he didn't always have this sweeper he's been trying to throw because he's usually a fastball pitcher. And I don't, maybe he did these last couple of years. And I just miles missed an hour, it, but 476. Jesus Christ. It feels like one of those things, like he's lost a couple of miles on his fastball. And so he's trying, because he only usually throws fastballs. He's yeah. like trying to mix it up with something new, but it's been horrible. And then the other problem is like, he's always trying to nibble because he knows like he, if he throws a fastball over the plate, it's like 90 miles an hour. Like what are they, they in practice? So he misses a lot and he's been walking more guys too. Like he can't win. Yeah. Oh, I gotta just, that's so funny, dude. That's so bad. Um, like, he, like he just, um, I feel like, I think that's down. a good point, Mitch. I feel like he's like turning that he's turned that it's not turning. He's turned that corner as like the old dog pitcher. And he's got to figure out a way to get crafty like that guy in major league basketball swung out exactly he's got to figure out a way to like change his arsenal because he can't just be the fastball fuck you guy anymore this i mean this is we saw it like yeah i was gonna say jake area but same i mean he had a different fall off this is just like john lackey john lackey was a guy who just attacks the zone fastballs get it in there like i'm gonna throw 93 95 you're gonna hit it sometimes but he's gonna have solid starts but once you get to an age where you don't have that dominant stuff anymore, 
you, but you like you can't really you can't just go from one off season to the next being like all right i have this new pitch all of a sudden right and, and john boy had that breakdown like the year he was a cy young candidate his first year with the white Sox, and it's exactly what you said all that and it's funny as we're talking about it it was an at-bat against mike trout who crushes fastballs and he was like here's a fastball like fuck you hit it yeah. and, and he struck him out and so now he can't do that anymore. That was his whole game. That was his whole identity. And I don't think anyone, like I knew there was going to be a little regression. Like I knew he wasn't going to be the same like Lance Lynn from 2021. Yeah. Right. But he, this he a lot of fall off is like. Right. And he looked decent during the world baseball classic. He was arguably the best pitcher for the United States. Back half and, of last yeah. year. You're like, okay, injury explains yep. the numbers. And, and I know it keeps saying like, oh, like he, the good starts he had was like against like shitty offenses. But like, I mean, still. I, I mean, those teams still have like good games against other pitchers. So it's not like he's doing it against like minor leaguers. He's we still see the flashes, but it's just like when you get a a pretty solid group of, especially the top of the order for the Angels. Like when you're in the strike zone a lot, and you even miss like by a little, and that and the same thing honestly happened to John Lester at the end with the Cubs too. I know he had a he had a solid season at the end. Uh, when he was uh, off the Cubs, but like it was getting to the point where like the, the guy just doesn't have the same stuff anymore. He's a... he knows the, the, where to throw it, but if you miss your location even by like a like couple inches, that ball is getting blasted. Um, I agree, but we do need to put a couple things to rest because Lance is still my fucking boy. <laughs> One. Stop calling him Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel's a little bitch. And <laughs> Lance Lynn is not a little bitch. So stop calling him Keuchel. Keuchel was way worse. I know it's hard to believe right now because you just watched Lance Lynn get absolutely fucking shelled today. Dallas Keuchel was way worse. I'm going to have to dig in. Two. Dig into the numbers again. <laughs> two. I'm starting to see a lot of these tweets of people talking about the Dane Dunning for Lance Lynn trade and how it was a mistake and all oh, this fun stuff. So as our good friend, Jordan Lazowski literally just tweeted, as I started this, what we shouldn't be doing is pretending Lance Lynn wasn't good for the last two years. While Dane Dunning posted a 4.48 ERA in Texas. Dunning also has a 3.99 X ERA this season and has been primarily out of the bullpen. So I have no idea what Sox fans are doing. Just stop. I get it, guys. Like, he got fucking rocked. He's not having a good year. I understand it. But this is one of my biggest pet peeves, or as the kids like to say, icks. I think that's stupid as fuck. Yeah. uh, Don't don't ever do that again. I think I just – Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. But one of my biggest pet peeves – He didn't like the word swagger. No, I don't like that either. Um, Lance Lynn has lost his swagger for sure. (laughs) <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves, though, with it is when everybody – I understand that a majority of fans do knee-jerk reactions to things. Okay, I, I get that part of it. I understand that aspect of it. But what kind of almost makes me sad is when I see people that I know know about the sport. Like, they know the game. They know, like, what they're talking about. Do knee-jerk reactions to something that makes them look – really fucking dumb you know what i mean like i'm not gonna say who it was but oh, don't worry i got some examples later tonight that i usually respect their opinions and i enjoy you know reading their stuff and 
all this other fun stuff and you know Lance Fitzgerald today and they're one of the people that are like oh I, I think the White Sox really lost that trade you know it'd be really great to have Dane a Dane Dunning right now nah that's, that seems like complete uh, that's he that's- was one of the major reasons they had so much success in 2021 because right. it wasn't just that he was performing at a Cy Young caliber level, but what he brought to that clubhouse, if you listen to all the pitchers, even the ones from the bullpen, we're talking about like, yeah, we see Lance getting fired up. So like we get fired up too. He was a great mentor to a lot of the younger guys. Like there was a real Lance Lynn effect and it was exciting. Every fifth day he yep. started. I remember the one start they had against Tampa Bay. They ended up losing, but it was like, they both had like the best records in the American league. He was on the mound, and it was like a big deal. Like, yeah, it's a Lance day. You know, like they have a shot to win every fifth day with him on the mound. So, I mean, that's ridiculous. He's been bad. But I also saw someone saying today, too, like, yeah, like that was a mistake extending him. It's like, no, it wasn't. They traded for him. They gave up assets for him. He had a great year. Of course, you're going to bring him back for another two years. Like a lot of these contracts, you know, the back end gets a little ugly. Unfortunately, it was sooner than we expected with Lance, but – you know, I, I think yeah, that that was an instance. I do not fault Rakan or the front office for one trading for him and then two right. resigning. Uh, the other thing, it's not like I know uh, Dane Dunning is having a pretty solid season uh, this year. Uh, he's coming he's out of the bullpen, but I think right now he's he started starting again. But regardless of that, it's it's not like Dane Dunning and like you mentioned, he put up like a four and a half ERA and he was bad his first year to his first two years uh, with the Rangers. Yep. It sounded like this was like the Quintana for Eloy and Cease trade. Like, you know, Quintana Quintana did great his first the first half of uh or that Although second I'm half of twenty seventeen. I'm not kidding. I saw someone who has a lot of followers recently tweet out maybe that trade wasn't so bad. No, it was bad. Um I know I'm, I'm it's just because Cease has been struggling a little bit and they're like, ooh, no, maybe was, the trade was wasn't bad. that bad. Anyways, um, continue. Sorry. Like it's not to that level, and like you said, uh, Mitch, uh, with the extending him, like yeah, no, and even if it does blow up, it's it's only one year. Like look who uh, paid their cricket he, bill. I think he'd be gone after this year anyway. So it's like okay, he had he had the final year of his contract was bad. Well, he was still like pretty damn good. Right. His, his first year more than enough earned it that extension. It's not like you gave him a. Like, when he signed it was, it was like what 33 34 yes. it's not like you gave him like a five-year like guaranteed dealer it was like three years like it's right. not but i also again to recap he's fucking cheeks right now but people need to slow down with the bullshit dallas keiko comparisons and all that other shit but I don't know, man. What though? You never know. One of these well, uh, interviews with AJ. Let's see what he spills. The uh, He's like yeah, this clubhouse is terrible. <laughs> no, he would never do that. He would no, but the other thing though that leads me to the what I think is the biggest problem is I see people you know tweeting out DFA Lynn, trade Lynn, do this, do that. All right, go ahead, do that. White Sox have zero fucking pitching depth. Zero starting pitching depth. Zero. We are in pitching hell right now. Unless these guys, the current five, because Clevenger's coming back on Friday, unless the current five can figure their shit out, we might as well just chalk this shit up. Bullpen. Bullpen's been pretty good. They've been better. Bullpen's been pretty good. You know, I'm guessing, too, having Liam back in that room every day and having him back in that bullpen is going to kind of, you know, pep them up and give them some added inspiration. You would think it would be the whole team, but 
fuck do Where I the know? hell's Crochet been? I've hardly seen him. He pitched. He's uh, been he pitching. Today. He's they've, he they're sticking kind of to the the three batter thing with him. Um, uh, he pitched the the game two when they're walking everybody. Yeah, Detroit, he, I think he had. Yeah, definitely had some uh, control issues. And then today he gave up a couple runs. Yeah, I think because he was overcompensating for the control issues. Garrett Gar- uh, Gar- I mean, I, I again, this isn't to just uh, to just dump on the socks, but uh, the he's coming off Tommy John. He hasn't pitched right. a while. He's, right. he's you're going to get a lot of this. Yeah, he's figuring it out for a little bit. Yeah. The, the big well, it's him and Liam's is, spring training, basically. They're still ramping up. Yeah. Right. And the big thing with Crochet is the velocities there. You know, he can figure out the accuracy, but the fucking velocities there. I'm not really out of the things to worry about for the White Sox. Way down on my list is Garrett Crochet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm not. You too, just know too when he's when he's not when he's when he has command throwing his pens when he's ramping everything up and he's throwing strikes consistently, which he has been. You could tell that it's it's adrenaline yeah. right now. He's just he's getting he gets a little the game gets a little big for him on, on occasion, and that's that's a dude that's still kind of developing. So I mean. It's going to happen there. regardless. He'll get there. I'm not too worried about it. He'll definitely get there. Um, I'm glad to see, I guess, final thoughts here on the White Sox. I'm glad to see Jake Berger kind of finding it a little bit again because you talk about regressing to the mean. Man was on fire. I don't know why people thought that was going to be able to maintain, but He's come back down to earth. It was really bad for a while. He's like, what, like two for 46 or some shit like that? But he started hitting a couple base hits. He's getting it back a little bit. Would love to see him catch on again. And that kind of brings me to, I want to do this in the middle. We're going to do like a a sandwich here. So we did the White Sox now. Uh, yes, definitely going to dock the shit out of this. Uh, and Missy, what I need you to do, I see you in the comments there. I need you to do a full report on why Romy looks like a little kid in his father's clothes when he wears the home run gear. Like Tom Hanks and big when he's like <laughs> no longer big. Dude, it's fucking the Or the, what's the, in uh, Bojack Horseman? Yes, or Little Raz. We got lots of examples of this, fellas. We got lots of examples of this. Um, but here. The ballot is out. Oh, I gotta Who'd in. you vote in, Zoe? I haven't done one yet. Okay. I okay, still got okay. five. <laughs> you thought you caught them on like a same screen, didn't you? Um, no, we're gonna do we're gonna do a show show ballot right now. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. So first of all, I think this is actually pretty vital. First question to start this off: When you're looking at here, what stat do you sort by? I'd go OPS. batting average. OPS. 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 I go OPS. Mitch, you totally said batting average. And then no, you I said you fucking you answer, you fucking cheater. Batting average and OPS are the two time. I always look at. Say it at the same time. Everybody. I always go yeah. OPS. Okay. OPS. I just feel like that's the most complete stat. Uh, while I have it sorted by OPS, like I will like look at home runs. Like I can't. Pete Alonzo already has 20 fucking nukes right now with a high OPS. But. Yeah, I definitely go OPS. Oh, look at oh, look at Andrew Vaughn's up here. Jose Abreu's down there. White Sox won right? shit, baby. Wait, how many are we at? Does he have thirty six? Did I read that right? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. What the? That's he's on pace for a hundred home runs, and people are bitching and complaining about RBIs. Mitch, RBIs. So those, guys not, runs, those guys, yeah. RBIs. Yeah, I'm those all populated. Those guys in the piss soaked hot tub. That's their fault. I I Andrew Andrew Vaughn's having the Jose Abreu year. 
Yeah. Basically just hitting with guys in scoring position. Yeah. That's, that's... way to go. Way well, to pass that you know torch. what people say? Like, that's not like, you know, that is a skill because Lord knows the white Sox don't have enough guys to do that. Yeah. That's I was watching. It's a skill. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I be, well, you know, RBI is not that important. To stand. I think we all need to delete Twitter because yeah. We're just very important. <laughs> I have to tell you guys, the Cubs got swept uh, by the Reds uh, this past weekend. Didn't Another... watch a single game. Was it on Twitter? I had the, uh, it was amazing, guys. I missed I all of them. Oh, yeah. I missed I all of them. I don't great, guys. Hey, guys, you, want, you guys remember when I really, 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 really wanted Joey Gallo on the White Sox and everyone told me he's terrible and he, I should never – I was stupid for thinking that. I didn't but, say that. But I know he's 198. What yeah, with an 835 him? OPS and 11 home runs and 23. Yeah. He's terrible. Um, so, all right, let's take I mean, American League first base. Not here. I'm pretty sure I'm Yandy. going Yandy. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I, do you guys have anybody else? Jose. No. Yandy, uh, all right. Yandy it is. National League, National League's a little tougher. National League, but I mean, Freddie Freeman's fucking yeah, Freeman for down, dude. He's Pete Alonso, three forty-six, dude. He's got a one point zero zero eight OPS. Home runs and an eight ninety OPS. A one point zero zero eight OPS with thirty-five right. more RBIs, more home right, Mitch, runs, respectable OPS. Pete. I'm taking Pete. I'm going to take the guy with over a hundred points better at batting average. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking Pete. All right, Freddie Freeman, it is. You're outvoted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like Freddie. I think Freddie's a damn good ball player, but I'm going to repeat in that one. Second base, base. I'm going to swing my power here. We're not voting for Ho- Jose Altuve. Just pretend he's not on the ballot. Fuck that. Yeah, guy. why is he? He's only played like 10 games. Why is right. he? he should, this shouldn't even count. Former White Sox, Marcus Simeon. Case closed. Zach McKinstry, Cubs. No, uh, I'll go with Simeon. I yeah. like Simeon here. Simeon. It's almost in 300, too. Damn. You know, he's at him and uh, Corey Seager. Remember when everybody was complaining last year? Yeah. The Texas Rangers. Rangers Idiots. Why they spend all this money good, on dude. year one of their deals? Rangers are very good. But, yeah, this is Marcus. God, it would suck to, for him to still be on the White Sox. Um, Imagine having him at second. Give me game. Nico Horner. Throw him a Cubs pity vote. <laughs> it's hard, he's dude. He's having a respectable season, though. Bro, homie's batting 383, man. So yeah, I'm giving day. it to a ride. Oh, 100 percent The I White Sox killer. Wow. Not surprised for someone that bets against the team. You know, I've been betting for them, dude. our sworn enemies. Oh, Mitch, you gotta get a new bit. I've been betting for them now. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is an easy one. Yeah, it's, I, I'm, three, it. I'm going for the hometown guy, and I'm not even a Cubs fan. I support yeah. my local workers. I vote Nico. A homer, I, I'm doing. You, I, I'm gonna just say fuck you. I'm voting Nico. Just it's an all star vote. That's a fan vote. Yeah, I'm not voting for people that I think like should actually deserve to get it. But as a fan, no, we're doing the the theme of what we're doing right now is who should actually get it. Well, you don't think Nico Horner should? Nico Horner can have a case. That's what I say. I was Mitch. Luis Arias is betting. Oh my fucking lord! Are you two this stupid? <laughs> He's betting three eighty three. Yeah, it's like Nico Horner. Holy fuck. Yeah, Josh yeah. Jung at third base. No, that's a great story right there. He's I thought be... Chapman was having a better season. I, he, he, had a, he had a really, really good May. Or a really good uh, April. April. And May, he's definitely cooled off. But, God, what would I, I wonder what it's like to root for a team that actually can develop players and have them come up to the major league and – Hit 312 home runs and 37 Tim Anderson, RBIs. you guys got that. Um, we can take I mean, not this year. But... Who do you guys like at third base here? Who should be it? Not 
fucking. I mean, it's Muncie. Josh. Josh Jones. Josh Jones. I like Josh Jones. Oh, yeah. AL, Josh Jones. He yeah. hits fucking nukes. Yeah. I will mention Yoel Mankata is like the first White Sox player that you didn't have to like scroll all the way down to see him. So <laughs> we got that going for us. Uh, it's gonna be. It should be Muncie, but man, JD Davis has had an impressive. Look at Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, we could throw our yeah. boy Adams. That's some no. respectable numbers. You know what? I'm with you guys. Let's get Patrick Wisdom. Look at that OPS. 14 yeah, home runs. That's not even like a bad vote. 14 nukes, dude. He's got yeah, a yeah. better batting average yeah, than Max yeah, Muncy. Right. Come on, that's a, yeah, we gotta get you me? I do not support this vote. This is you, <laughs> you didn't vote for Nico Horner, but you're gonna vote for Pat Disappear, Ghost Man. It's the competition, man. It's the I mean, competition. 14 home runs, 825 OPS. That's a solid number. Short side. Corey Seager's having uh, a great year. I, but Bo, look at Bo Bichette's having a great fucking year. His OPS is like 50 points. Oh, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, but he's Ooh, 335. Bo average 11. I'm going Bo, Bo because of the 11 home runs. Yeah, yeah I think this I is Bo. This is Bo. Yeah, Dansby Bo. Swanson has the highest war of any shortstop in the National League. I vote. We're not Dansby going Dansby. We've already got our Cubs pity vote on there. Let's. This is a, this now. guy's a great story. He literally right leads the National League in war for shortstops. All right, Maddie McClain. This guy, average guy over there. Waldo Geraldo Faldo here is a great <laughs> fucking story. Yeah, but Maddie almost batting four hundreds. A better story. That's true. Oh, 400. Oh, batting average. Eight RBIs. Eight RBIs. He's got two homers. As we already said, RBIs are an overrated stat. So we're going average. Batting average is overrated. Swanson would have uh, come through. I would have said him, but he didn't come through. You're not even doing this right. We had two to one to one. All right. No, that's true. That's fair. It is two to one to one. Wait, who do you guys vote for? Wait, wait, wait. We're voting for somebody not named Dansby. Well, you're not voting for Dansby. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not voting for Dansby. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no. Just because Fitz is the loudest doesn't mean he gets his way here. Oh, I thought Aldo just said he voted if for. It was no, I said if, if Dansby Swanson would have uh, kind of go around the room. Who, Zoe, who would you vote yeah. for? Yeah, all right. Final. final I go vote. Per- Perdomo. Are you Zoe? I'm Waldo Geraldo Peromo. All right, Perdomo. Aldo. Perdomo. Fitz. I would say I'm Perdomo out of luck. So Swanson, but Perdomo. Matt McLean. So Waldo Geraldo Perdomo wins two to one to one. This is bullshit. I'm changing my vote. War is a meaningless <laughs> Swanson. War is definitely not a meaningless <laughs> stat, but we're we're going here. Um American Sadly. Where's Sebi? Sub. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna right. lie. There's only so much he's right gonna right in player, to his <laughs> <laughs> that could be the one white side because we got one <laughs> job. We got four one yeah, you put wisdom on there. You might as well give Sebi some love. No, no, no. Like, Luis Popper is actually an all star, though. I have like, a white side player up my sleeve that will yeah. go with, but Adley Rutschman is exactly. Perez. More home runs, more RBIs. Don't give a fuck. Good, R- a fuck. good OPS. Salvador Perez. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. So you'll vote for the Sox killer earlier. Okay. This switch, is just this switch is hitter, better batting average. I'm going to Luis Arise gets your vote, but Adley, this is this is this is why you always get to vote on your own. This yeah. is sickening. No, you're actually it's sickening because you want me to vote for someone in the conference division. Luis Arias plays in fucking Miami. I was shamed because I said we were taking this ballot seriously. If you're taking it seriously, then it's south. It's Adley Rush. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have put wisdom if we were taking it serious either. That's that was a very serious vote. So that was a serious vote. Was I serious. support right. local workers. You're a very serious person. You're a very serious. Adley Rushman, Aldo. I got Adley. Adley. 
beat it, Keith. <laughs> Vote for some more people in the AL Central, you fucking asshole. Sean Murphy. Uh, I got Sean Murphy. Sean Ooh, Murphy. Yeah, I go with Murph. Yeah, I'll go with Murph. You sure you don't want to, you know, write in? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Go to the next one. We're going with Murph. All right, I'll feel. All right, this is where Holy I think we're going to get our first. Jeez. Aaron Judge. Yeah, we yeah. got to go Luba. Like, go Louis one, Robert, two, three. Go. I don't know. Louis Robert's good. Yeah. But it's very hard to not vote for this, too. Holy You're, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, right? you get three. Yeah, you get three. Yeah, you get two more. Vote Aaron Judge you and Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I put yeah, Louis. Josh Lowe, uh, though, low key. There you go. Having a very good year. Uh, Ronald Cunha might be the best player in baseball right now. So I'm. I. He's the at, he's the Vegas odds favorite for MVP right yeah, now. Yeah, he's been. Josh Lowe deserves an All Star appearance. Just saying. I'm not saying it's, you vote for him over Judge and Alvarez, but what's what's Lou Bob's uh, OPS? Scroll down. He's got 13 home runs. 13 home runs, 30 RBIs. How many does Lowe have? 11? Oh, 11. Okay. I mean, he's hitting. All right. Those better, but that's okay. No, no, that's a respectable American. No, that's good. The defense. You know what? The defense puts it over the top. Yep. There we go. Yeah, yeah, defense. Yeah. Just like Adley Rushman's defense is way fucking better than Salvador Perez. Or Nico Horner's. But he called a good game. All right, Ronald Acuna. Juan Soto. Look at Zoe's uh, pick for rookie of the year. He's chilling up here. My guy, Corbin Carroll. Juan Soto. Uh, Juan Soto. Juan Soto. Mookie Very probably. Good I go with Mookie anyway, just because Mookie's the probably the most talented Mookie. player. I love on that Mookie bots. So Mookie I'll... works. Oops, in say an all star game, he say could. Uh... No, no. I go Mookie. Yes, save OPS, guys. Nah, Mookie. I'm going Mookie. And then we and Juan Soto's the third one. Juan Soto's yeah. the third one. Yeah, I would yeah. definitely put Juan yeah, Soto yeah. in there. All right. All right. Designated hitter. Look who has the best OPS for designated hitter, baby. All right. So and look on your right. Me. Scroll Jim, to your right, Zoe. I'll, I'll put them both in right Let's now. Go for it. I'll Do put it. them both in right <laughs> now. Do it. Do it. A 1.024 OPS. Fuck this guy. Who's this guy? Yeah. Jake <laughs> He's going to pitch anyway. He's just a pitcher. Okay. Oh, speaking of Mitch, here's your boy. There, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Hey, good for him. He, Jake's getting my vote over Brett. Oh, yeah. but... We're putting Jake. And we want our pizza party, by the way. Everyone should tweet Jake Berger's wife that we voted for Jake and we want our damn pizza party. And then Christopher Moreau, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll guy, but... All right. So let's review We can't picks. do pictures. So no Tani. Love it. No Tani. <laughs> we no can't Tani. vote for pictures, guys. <laughs> no. He'll get in anyways. That's why, yeah, he's going to get in as a pitcher. So why would we waste our vote? It's a done deal. I'm going to tell you guys, the AL is winning this one by a lot. By a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know, though. The National does have Patrick Wisdom. Can we pull the Patrick Wisdom thing if we want the National League to actually compete? You guys don't (laughs) have any. That's a good good pick. It's terrible. Two White Sox, two Cubs. You want a guy that's actually like 117 in the month of May? A guy that has, has... what three hits in the hey, month? You gotta yeah. support your guys. Who, three, who's, yes, are you a Cubs fan or a National hit. League fan? He's got eleven hits in the month of May. Excuse me. All right. Support your guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna submit uh, this. I'm gonna stop sharing so all you weirdos um, can't get my personal information. And give then, me appendicitis. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Down. So how many Cubs are we get in there? Uh, Luis Robert, Jake Berger, Morale, Wisdom, four. Yeah, two White Sox, two Cubs. It worked out perfectly. Honestly, if I'm wasting a vote, it would be for Horner. 
How many? Mm. How many pitchers? Like right now, how many pitchers do you think would get in for each side? Any any uh, of the bullpen guys for you? Graveman probably. Graveman. As much as Graveman. I hate to say it, Graveman and nobody for the guys, but Stroh. I can kind of see. For sure, Strowman. I don't Steel. think I'm like completely off base mm-hmm. to see like them be like. We're gonna throw Liam Hendrickson. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they yeah. they, they did do that. I mean, the games don't really fucking matter anymore. Not that. I mean, yeah. Why not? They could. I mean, it would be cool. I'm not yeah. like shaming it or anything. I I just I could see it. Oh, it's been submitted. Ugh. See, that was a good. That's a democracy. Everyone was unhappy. Yeah, that was it's one. called compromise. Yep. Two baseball we gods just got shingles with that vote. Yep. Fids, go to MLB.com right now and vote for Nico Horner. I'm going to vote 17 more times for Nico tonight. I'm going to burn her accounts. I'm going, Nico. now I have to make up for that. I feel dirty. I'm going to go vote for Seb. Wait, pull up Seb. the uh, pull up the AAA one. Let's vote for Nick Madrigal. Uh, Home run. Noted power hitter, Nick Madrigal? Yes, noted. that's why yeah. I want to vote for him now. Nick, Nick Madrigal, Madrigal, he's hitting home runs. I'm not going to I'm not gonna keep complaining. But wait. He's finally in a ballpark that suits his size. <laughs> Fitz, what was the exit velo on Madrigal's home run? Wasn't it like 86 or something like I that? Like oh I, could throw, I could throw the ball faster than his exit velo <laughs> on his home run. Oh, yeah. I, I'm going to find it. Let's find the video. It's Goldilocks balls, man. You, you can officially disregard any kind of like offensive statistic that you see at the AAA level. You have to like almost like multiply that times 20 and subtract that, and that's what you're really getting. Billy Hamilton was like negative like 200 <laughs> then if that's the case. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits. Before I show this video, yeah. for all of you that love to throw triple A stats when you're talking about like how good a guy is as a hitter. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't do that. Matt Mervis, legend. Stop it. Get some help. Stop it. Get some help. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let's look at this fucking shot here this nuke look at I mean, him he's feeling all tall umpire's only a little bit taller than him catcher looks like a broomstick with arms he's he's about 104 <laughs> pounds swatting, and he comes up to magical's nipples <laughs> <laughs> there you go that is a stretch young pitcher out there too oh, oh, going extension fastball away that. Extension. Oh. Just finish. Smash. Power core. The lollipop guild core. It's going. It's Modoc power. Can't even you see are. it. <laughs> this is beautiful. Modoc. Look at that home run. Look shot. at that home run shot. Yeah. Baby. That thing must have been like a punt. Like with the hang time on that. If he was already at second by the time punt. they panned back. He's just that little saw comes out. The Modoc saw out of the back. Show that replay again, though. Show it like right after he hits it and let it play through a little. Oh, you little right. pimp job? You pimp that a little bit? No, no, look. No, no, no. Look, did that ball go out? Did you guys see it go out? No, no. On the did line. you guys see it? Did Nick Magical ever actually hit a home run? I still don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> I appreciate the little pimp job there, though. He was excited. He was he out of he's like, all right, bit. if I he knew one, all of that one. <laughs> He knew it. He know. He knows what it feels like. He knows Wind what it feels straight like. out. By the way, that's why he was hustling out of the box. He got all of it, and he's like, "Oh!" And then he looked. He's like, "Oh wait, I'm Nick yeah, Madrigal." Hold on. Watch the, the right. Watch the flags. Okay, I'll quiet real quick. The flags are. Wind is blowing straight out. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. blowing. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 
Hey, so that, that's what I, I can say this now. You can say this as well, but I'm every single White Sox game I've gone to since 1995, Nick Magical has hit a home run. I can't. So, you were in a White Sox game where he hit a home run. We got to see Magic. Yeah, we got was that against the Tigers? Where they blew that big lead and then uh, Yerman had to hit the walk off? We had, a, we had a hit. I think so. Yeah. That was a single, was at, was a ball Ooh, single. You guys could have seen Mitch. We might that have. was my 108 experience. Yeah. That, that was a crazy game. They had yeah. this huge lead. They blew it. And then Yaz bailed them out to tie it. And then Mercedes was like, yeah, oh, where's last 25? Hit a walk off. I, I was heckling the right fielder about his arm sleeve. Yep. I don't know why. The whole time. So, uh, in <laughs> on, on that arm sleeve. Are you guys uh, looking forward to uh, 2030 when Rick Hahn addressed second base by signing free agent Nick Madrigal? Oh, Jesus. They're going to do it too. Fuck. Like, he's going to be like, what age? Like, you know, 31. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Our scouting department said, uh, this is a guy we, we don't want to trade. Him and Rami, I think. Dynamic duel. <laughs> Rami, Rami's at that point. Rami's going to be officially the new. He's going to be the shortstop. Yep. He's <laughs> oh, going to be man. the. He's going to be the big. Told us not to and we have to be the big offseason acquisition. Like, oh Jesus Christ, Nick Madrigal. Can you imagine the middle infield of Gonzalez and Madrigal? Lenin. Imagine it having some issues at the amusement park. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's going fits. That one made me laugh. Um, shit, I had a thought and got lonely and left. Um, let's, talk, let's talk about the Cubs because I have a uh, I have great stuff to start off. Uh, the Cubs. Uh, uh, Justin Steele, who's been amazing this year, he pitched three perfect innings uh, against the Rays on Wednesday, but uh, he left with a uh, forearm tightness. Uh, so we no, all know that good. that could lead yeah, to Tommy no, John. So there's that. Cubs are back. Um, no. uh, just great, guy. That was great. Yep. That, <laughs> that was that, and that was talking Cubs. And, that was and talking the Cubs, Cubs are look at Mitch didn't even leave. Sitting with the St. Louis Cardinals in dead last. Yep. Oh, the, they the, are the entire National League tied for the least amount of wins in the National League. The entire National League is like uh, go through. What are like the what are the Phillies right now? Because I think they're like. Hold on. Let's see. A little Phillies better than the Cubs. Twenty-five and twenty-five and thirty. There you go. <laughs> let me let me look at the guys, NL guys, standings. Let's, let's use visuals. Let's use visuals. Cubs are yeah. Oh, they're tied with the Rockies. There you go. <laughs> let's use oh, yeah, the do it. Do do by leagues though. Like wild card oh, standings. Oh, like wild card. No, no just go, go, the whole list of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those records. Jeez. The National League is like everybody is in it. Like the worst team in the National League is five games out of a playoff spot right now. And tomorrow, the White June. Sox and the Cubs are in the same third to Woo. last for the wild card. They were both. Remember this morning, their their magic numbers were both one thirteen. Yep. As of this morning. Jesus Christ. And actually, they're the same because they both lost today, right? And yep, yep. Shit. Yeah, ESPN doesn't like to update in real time. I don't even know why I'm still here. Let's White Sox, it. yeah. Well, what, what are you looking at? Literally, ha- obviously, sixteen team or fifteen teams in the National League. Only eight are above five hundred. 
No, wait, my bad. Seven. Seven are above 500. And it's still the case where, oh, this is actually in order. The East and the Central. I feel like I wrote down the AL versus NL record. Yeah, I think the AL was one, or the NL is 114 and 124 against the the American League, I believe. If if this is what this number is, I thought I wrote it down. That could be it. I mean, that's what's so fucking stupid about the Cubs is that, like, we knew it. We talked about the end of the. Actually, I didn't think the entire NL was going to be this bad, but I knew the NL Central wasn't going to be good. Mm -hmm. So, like, we knew it. Like, yeah, like they signed some players who are supposed to get better, but they're still shitting the bed. And that's the that's why those like two weeks at the end of April and May are so fucking stupid. Because I get it. Like, every team, good, bad, uh, anywhere in the middle, they're going to go through rough times. Like, they're going to have a bad couple weeks. Yep. But. For those games are just so inexcusable. The way they were losing them to like the the national, the Washington Nationals, the Miami Marlins. Uh, I think it was like seven of eight or something like that. One mm. run losses every fucking time, and like that is the difference between just don't being make me play a, the clip, Andy. Uh, <laughs> being like where they are now, where they're just uh, seven games below five hundred now. To like they could be, and that, that's the sad thing. They could be like just at five at five hundred. They can just be a five hundred team, and they'd be like a game out of first place. Eighty four wins get you the Central <laughs> Division title this year. Yeah, it's so stupid. The race to eighty four, and the Cubs have not only had these games where they were again not putting out their best lineup, but they've also had enough games they've given away. As a result of you know either pitching decisions or yeah. a poorly built bullpen in general. Yep, and that's but why I wrote. Say, I wrote eight to ten games. Eight to ten games this year. The Cubs had that were they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Yes, snatched vi- no, snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Today, Junior, I want to make sure I got the analogy right. That's why. But that's why I wrote after Wednesday's game they lose again against forty three. They're up two nothing. They blow it 2-2, they get back 3-2, and they blow it again. And it's like, you you look at the moves and like, yeah, David Ross deserves to get shit on because he let in Mark Leiter too long. But then mm-hmm. he's, but then he, he, the only reason he goes to Mark Leiter on back-to-back days is because Jed Hoyer's plan of bringing in older veteran guys, which I was on board with because it's worked, but this year it's failed. It's yep. failed. The the relief guys that you brought in, the veteran guys that you brought in to stabilize the bullpen have sucked. So you can't trust those guys. So did you, you need to pull? To, so you have to overuse your only guys who have been good, and then they get fucking beat. The but like the, today, like for example, did he pull Wesneski too soon? He's a starting pitcher who had thrown three and two thirds innings. Do you let the guy he gave a what he had a what he left a base runner? And then you brought in lighter, and that's who he gave up the jack immediately. Yeah, he gave a, it was a two out walk in the seventh, and then uh, I think it was Brandon Lowe came up. Yeah, I hit the home run. And it's like, like this is what happens. When we talk about the White Sox, too, and like all these teams like in the middle, the, the margin of error, you don't have a margin for error. Like everything has to be finely tuned for you to, you know, have to maximize uh, your chances of winning. And, I mean, they haven't been doing that since the beginning of the year with the roster anyway. Uh-huh. Trey Mancini had like a, a hot like three weeks at the end of April or at like middle of May, but he's been – Terrible overall. I honestly forgot he was on the Cubs. Like he had a that's the, and he fight even when he does something good. He Trey. came through. He came through for you, Mitch. He came in pinch hit, got the Cubs back on top. He hit a double or what should have been a double over the head of Randy Rosarena. The ball landed uh, on the true. warning track. It's true. 
I need to see a race between Trey Mancini and Yasmani Grandal. He got and thrown Herb. out by a lot and of Herb. second put base. All three, put all three of them on a track. <laughs> Herb, Trey Mancini, and Yasmani. Because I think all those that are pre-show, I think Herb can get Yasmani now. Oh, yeah, Yasmani. Yeah, he that can get play, Yasmani. I don't know about my boy Trey, though. Was it, was it against the Angels on Monday night, the it's, last it's, uh, out? I, it's first, brutal, but real quick. He's three for his last 18. Too. So Mancini's really kind of a little rough. Since fact. we're talking about speed, why is Andrew Vaughn all of a sudden just ridiculously slow? Maybe he, he always, I been think he always was. Gravity? He was never fast. I, I mean, mean, he, he was, was never, never fast, but slow. Getting, I just think it's kind of the same speed. No, he's getting thrown. Like, he is slow. Maybe his no, jump. I think fast. he's always. Well, I didn't think he was. Th- I don't remember him being this slow. Like he is, he's getting thrown he out on the base. He's not the most athletic dude out there, man. But the one I forgot what team it was. The shortstop made the play basically in the left field bleachers, and like turned and threw it. And he was like, "Oh shit, I still have him." Oh. He got Andrew Vaughn out. Yeah, and- he's hitting the ball so hard that it yeah, gets he just quicker. hit it too hard, man. Yeah. No, hurry, hurry, that hurry, wasn't you know, the case. No, yeah. let's just say it was. Okay. But he's getting thrown to. Well, look up his pull up his uh baseball so to see where he's at in speed. Yeah, his baseball savant. What's his uh sprint? I feel speed like it's time. not significantly worse. I mean, he's never been. I maybe I'm been like fat. He's fast. Maybe I'm losing it, which is no. You know why you think he's fast though? Because I never Kevin thought he was fast. Did that I just him running. It... Yeah, you think he's Arnold <laughs> Tony and the Barbarian? I never thought hot. he was fast, but I just never thought he was this slow. Not even that tan. Um, sprint speed. He's in the eleventh percentile. All right, he's slow. He's slow. He's slow. I, hold on, I want to see where Yasmani is. Oh, I mean, yeah. He was last year, real quick. See if he has been getting slower. Go to 2022. For for Vaughn. Vaughn. He said he's getting slower. Uh, how do I go to 2022? They have a little tab there. Oh, there you go. While they're, while they're looking it up to Aldo. Uh, his sprint speed was 25 percentile last oh. year. So he's All right, you know what? You might be on to something Yeah, here. he's gotten significantly. Maybe maybe the league has just gotten And faster. In 2021, his sprint speed was 38th percentile. 2022, it went down to 25. And 2023, he is now at 11. Well, it's because Albert Pujols retired. They've killed his, his legs with all of that outfield work. Oh, yeah, he's no longer athletic. What do you got, Kevin? What do you great got? Nothing. It's like the great nothing. I was just going to say with Mancini, he did hit a double today, a big one that should have been a, a game winner no it should have been it should have been double he got thrown out at second he got, oh he got thrown out well he drove in the run he hit a ball. <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying I, I forgot that he got thrown at second actually I, actually yeah, like that's the like, but like overall trey mancini has been at this point but like this is kind of what i expected i remember when it, like that was like uh, trey mancini all right uh. i predicted <laughs> him to hit the most home runs in the cubs that was fun <laughs> i mean there's positives and then, i know i know we just keep having this back and forth on patrick wisdom but like and like I well, actually no, forget about Patrick Wisdom. The Cubs just don't have like any power. Ian Happ, love the dude, always believed in the talent. Is he has he done good this year. Runs. I feel like I haven't heard about him. He had, he had a he struggled in May. He only has four home runs. Dansby Swanson, he only has five home runs. Uh, <laughs> so real quick, baseball. Well, here's savant, the thing too: is baseball oh. savant started in 2015. What do you think Yasmani Grandal's highest? Sprint speed percentage was from 2015 to now. Percentile or like percentile? Right? Yeah, like percentile. Like 22. We got an eight. We got a 22. Fidge, you want to throw a number out there? I'd say probably we'll go 16. 13 in 2018. Ooh. Jeez. At 2023, he's now sitting at 
literally Yasmani Grandal's entire baseball savant page is blue. Ooh. And his sprint speed is one. That's right. I'm not kidding here. Hold on. I want to show you that this is bad. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to go through the whole White Sox team and see who has all blue because he has all blue. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. Seb's not looking too bad now, is he? Let's see, what's up. <laughs> Let's see if Seb's got some. Yeah, guy. go to Let's Seb. See if Seb. <laughs> well, you have to go to the defensive game calling. Uh, oh, I'm part. looking at yeah. this. Where's Seb at? Uh-huh. You got some uh, framing. Up games, baby. Framing. Oh, 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 he doesn't have enough baby. games for his offense. <laughs> we got framing. We got framing. Well, let's let's start with some positive here. We'll do this. All right. Now two. I got some ammo. Bring on Jordan for our debate. Because I thought. It was- <laughs> <laughs> See how Luis is looking here. Okay. Oh, there Jesus. you go. This is what kills me. The, chase, is, rate, the yeah. chase rate at the ninth percentile. Oh, but he hits the ball really hard. I he know, but if he can get, if he can get that uh, that chase rate like to like twenty five percent, like it'd be he'd be so much a better player. Why is this? Damn, this seems like this is really low. Outfield jump. It's because he's fast. He doesn't he's need more athletic. He doesn't need the good <laughs> he jump. Need it. it was seventy one percentile in twenty twenty. Huh? You know why? Because Boston's no longer the outfield coach. Wait, I'm no. curious. Look at Say Suzuki. Look up Say Suzuki. Somebody's girlfriend or wife thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, it's it's Vanderpump. The, the Vanderpump reunions on right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. She, oh, she didn't go to the big party tonight. The watch party is going on, but she this didn't. is fantastic. Look at this. Look at that. This is what here. I thought that he was a, a flop. He was a a, a way this was washed. Not a big opposite field guy, huh? Uh, no. He's a pull guy. He mashes. That's why he put on the twenty pounds of muscle. Yeah. Like go to the defense. Defense was going to be a little bit ugly. Where does Who cares? Really you're defense. hitting like that. You can put yeah, up that's a bad defense. That's a screenshot. Look at that. Outfield arm. Outfield yeah, I mean, average. Arm strength. Look at that chase jump. rate. Look at that chase rate. Outs chase above average. Out, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. That is impressive. I, so I, was, I think I, knew I haven't good. looked, I at, I haven't looked at the numbers, but He's I think Say Suzuki is now is, is now. I think he has the highest WRC plus for the Cubs. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the thing that's what after, he does, like a terrible week where he couldn't hit anything. He doesn't chase, but he just he hits fastballs well, so he doesn't get beat. But he's just he struggles with the off speed stuff still, soft away, a little bit. But he's getting better with it. He's sitting back on it a little bit more. I don't want Andrew Benelli. I want Andrew Vaughn. Vaughn. Hey, all right, all that's right. Not, go. not terrible. Not terrible. This is hard hit percent. He hits the ball hard. Yep. That's what you want. That's okay. what you want. This is fine too. This is fine. Fifty-eight percentile barrel percentage. Okay. A lot of pink on there. It shows what he's always been. He's always been a mature kind of marketer. This this is actually a pretty accurate summary of Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he hits the ball hard. He takes good at bats. He's a professional hitter. Eloy. He ain't elite by any means, but you can take you, you can live with that as your first baseman. Oh, he might not qualify. Yeah. Oh yeah, do wisdom, there do wisdom. <laughs> this was these are so many so lopsided because his his slugging in April was like almost seven hundred, and his slugging this month is. That's uh, a percentage, baby. All right there. <laughs> Number one. 
I heard a lot of bitching and complaining when I tried to put him on the bat. When he hits a wall percentage, that's a solid percentile. For barrel when he, yeah, when he hits the ball, he hits the ball hard. Does yeah. that now it's look like an all star? This look is actually this. These two next to each other are actually pretty hilarious for him. <laughs> yeah, barrel percentage and, at 100 percentile, K rate at one percentile. And his defense, I will is give him credit good. too. He has one of the best pitchers here because look at the. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He's got some arm Great definition God. in there. He just oh, wanted the Cubs colors like, represented on his percentile rankings. He's got the red underrated speed. He's fast. Yeah, yeah, he's got decent. But look at his outs above average. Just oh, yeah, no, he's been brutal again at there. Hold on, we gotta look at <laughs> yeah, the, leave it to uh... negative fids over there to point out. <laughs> hey, got all this many beautiful... facets to this game. Many and, uh, facets. A hater. They all and matter. The, the last one here. Let's do a, a real one quick check in to the White Sox biggest contract ever. Oh, Super Bowl. Hey, he doesn't strike out. He doesn't wah, strike wah, out. Wah, wah. Hey, he hits the ball. He doesn't hit it hard, but he hits the ball. He puts let's, it in play. Hey, so let's see, how, let's see how Cubs sensation Matt Mervis that we had to have. So oh, let's get Mervis because he yeah. had, we had to have had to have it right. It's like when you order some food and you're like, I gotta have that. I, I want that. Really have really fun there. I don't think oh. they're oh. yeah. sprint speed. Ooh, look at oh, that exit velocity, baby. Look at that sprint speed. What did I tell you, Zoe? He, he is like a he does, he looks like a, slow. He's slow. He looks like an English teacher. To be honest, like he or like a, like a history teacher, he's got a dad bod already. It's great. He is very slow. He's very slow. All right, let's uh let's end the misery. You ready, Mitch? All right, before we go into this, because there's two big motoring sport boat Jesus motor sports of motor sports. I can Mitch to strictly NASCAR, but I do have a little Indy 500 content if you want. But it's not the Indy 500 minute, so I will strictly. Stick to strictly NASCAR if you want, but we'll have the jury decide on that before I get into it. Mitch, I say this with all due respect, and keep in mind I said with all due respect. With all due respect. Nobody's going to know if you're talking about any car or NASCAR or not. <laughs> yeah, so that's just, fair. Just let, just, just let it fly. All right, fair enough. Uh, so it's now time for the NASCAR <laughs> Minute with NASCAR Mitch. So it was like racing fans Christmas basically this weekend. There was the Monaco Grand Prix, which is basically a parade, Formula One, Euro Mitch, 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 Mitch. I news. started drinking at 6 a.m. We're here now. I don't know what time it is, but I'm rolling deep. And those cars are going real fast and real left, son. They're going fast and left. Fuck yeah. <laughs> And, uh, it's the left part that gets that, me. that's basically what the tailgate was like you know because we, we i got the tailgate started at six in the morning for the indy 500 and that's basically what it was you're surrounded by a bunch of midwestern savages but the race itself you know the, the end of the race we had paddle award the mexican driver for mclaren he's in first place he's dueling with his teammate his teammate felix rosenquist he's trying to make a move he's a dirty sweet he goes to the outside he loses control of the car he hits the wall comes down poor little kyle kirkwood he's just trying to get past collects kyle kirkwood in the wreck now this is kind of scary because kyle kirkwood flipped over hit the wall his tire went over the fence which like sitting where we were from like our angle we're like oh someone's gonna die from this tire like literally scaled the fence 
Thankfully, it split the grandstands, hit some poor lady's car. Uh, so she had a nice surprise when she went out into the parking lot. But thankfully, no one was hurt. So they had to stop the race, clean up the track because it was such a big wreck. They restart. So Padua War, who was in first, he dropped back a little bit after that like whole wreck. So he's trying to make up some spots after the restart. He went from first down to third. He makes a bold move down low. He's trying to he's trying to make a pass, but uh, Marcus Erickson, who's in second, he's not giving him the room. So he's down on the apron, and Pado he just runs out of space. He hits the wall. Another huge crash. They have to red flag the race again. This is all inside 20 laps, and so now they have another one. So meanwhile, during this whole thing, Joseph Newgarden, the American for Mr. Roger Penske, he's slowly been picking his way through the field, working his way up from the start. He started like down in 17th. Now all of a sudden, he's in position for a win so they restart one last time there's like eight laps left and before the restart even happens they go three wide down the straightaway another huge wreck so this is unprecedented they've now had three red flag stoppages at the end of the race so in indycar you can like end the race under a yellow but they decided no we're gonna have one last uh lap to decide this thing so they came out of the pits and it was weird because it was the green flag and a white flag at the same time. So it was one lap, two decided. So it was Joseph Newgarden, Marcus Erickson. Marcus Erickson won the Indy 500 last year. He's starting in first. He's trying to defend his title against Newgarden, who's been in the sport for 12 years, won two championships, but never won the Indy 500 before. Erickson gets a much better jump off the first turn. He's heading down the backstretch. Eric, or Newgarden gets inside the draft. Slingshot move to the outside. He makes the pass. Erickson files back in line, and he tries to make a move to the inside. It's all about drafting. So he's trying to get the momentum. And then Newgarden unleashes the dragon. And no, it's not what you think it is, you perverts. He starts swerving all over the track to try and break up his momentum to try and not get the uh, get caught in the draft because you, you don't want to have the toe. And Newgarden wins the race. His celebration, he gets out of the car. He runs into the stands, which was like crazy. He just like slipped through the fence and he was getting like bobbed by all these people. So it was like kind of insane uh, seeing the driver celebrate with all these drunken indie guys. But yeah. He won his first uh, Indy 500 after 12 years of trying. So that was really cool. We'll go to NASCAR. It's the Coca-Cola 600. Long race. Great race. Brian Blaney won that one. But we'll get to the real thing that people want to talk about. So midway through the race, Denny Hamlin, he's racing our boy Chase Elliott really hard, right? Because obviously, you know, you don't, it's a long, it's, you know, 600 miles. You got to take everything you can get because, you know, there's not a whole lot of racing in 600 miles. Every lap really counts when it's only a... Uh, 600 mile race so he's racing him hard he works denny or um uh elliot up into the wall elliot hits the wall and he gets pissed so he straightens the car out and then he just left hooks denny hamlin into the fence well that's a chicken shit move if you remember in vegas last year when we were doing the nascar minute that's what bubba wallace did and everyone's calling for him to be suspended but all of a sudden when chase does the same move putting a guy's life in danger on a straightaway just left hooking the guy all of his mouth breather fans on twitter well you know it was an accident he didn't mean to the steering wheel broke oh yeah someone ran into the back of him you see him making all these excuses and it's bullshit and i have to say this on the podcast because chase elliott fans can't read if i tweeted about it that was a chicken shit move chase elliott's a thug he deserves to be suspended he did get suspended thank god for that and uh, I'm glad all of his fans are sad on Twitter because, you know, he let his tempers get the best of him. And he ruined a good race for him. He had a fast car that weekend. It's a 600-mile race. So, you know, plenty of race to make up for. Ruined his sponsors weekend. Ruined his teammate. It was just selfish. Just selfish. Terrible move from Chase Elliott. Don't know why he's so popular. That's the NASCAR Minute. Whew. So, we got to go for it. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. He's
So you have to know this, Mitch. If you were wondering why the NASCAR minute this week was only at about a minute or an hour and 15 minutes into the show, as opposed to like 145. Zoe was so excited to show you that clip. I was. Um, I didn't yeah. I'm proud I of him. sit on that all, all that, show. That too, I look like Louie Anderson. Yeah, let's watch <laughs> it one more time. because I started drinking at 6 a.m. We're here now. I don't know what time it is, but I'm rolling deep. And those cars are going real fast and real left, son. They're going fast and left. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they the were first, going fast and left. First time he says left, he points right, which is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. That's such a, I love America. Hey, that, ask our minute next week. Going to be live from the pits. Yeah, go ahead. Flex a little bit here. We're going to try. Got, Mitch, young Mitch here got credentialed. To cover a NASCAR event. Yeah. So we're going to be boots on the ground once again, and we're going to see if we can record a NASCAR minute from pit row after the race. We'll see. Maybe we'll get a drive. Maybe we'll talk to BJ McLeod or Joey Logano, some fan favorites of the show. I would talk to Chase, but he's suspended after right hooking a guy on a straightaway. So unfortunately, we can't talk to Chase. I was going to say, Mitch, you're going to need like a bodyguard or you're going to get attacked by Chase Elliott fans. See, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I I don't have anything against Chase per se, besides the fact that I think he's boring. It's mostly his fans. It's like what I had against Cubs fans back in the day. Because, like, one, unlike most, like, they're morons. Like, half of them can't read. They're like a bunch of toothless townies down in Dawsonville. They pronounce siren, sirene, and they defend this guy, like, for, like, absolutely. It was literally the same thing Bubba Wallace did last year. And at that time, everyone's like, oh, yeah, can't right hook a guy in a straightaway. Well, Chase does it. I see a million excuses. Can't stand these people. When is uh, oh. when's Zoe gonna watch his four hour race? Yeah, I know. that Coca Cola 600 should have been the one. And Loki, it was a great race. There was a fight on pit road, there's guys pushing each other during a rain delay mid race. There was that whole right hook in the guy. The racing was phenomenal. Shout out Ryan Blaney for finally getting a win. That would have been a good race for you to watch, though. I'm thinking it's gonna have to be an intermediate track. I'm thinking maybe fall Kansas. After, after this Saturday, I'm game to set it up. Well, yeah, we should make it a live. Uh, we should make it a playback. playback. It's gonna be a playback. I'll be. I'll, I'll show yeah. up for sure. I will. I'll. I'll at least uh, um, sympathy drink a little bit with you, though. Or you're not allowed to drink. Oh, you can drink. Yeah. We'll make up some drinking games for him. Oh yeah. Every time there there's a caution, drink. Yeah. Make a little pool. Pick a driver. Break. So Monday mornings are just fine for me. There you go. I can do it. Yeah, I just need to be after Saturday. I'm pilot. I can fly. I'm pilot. I can fly. Um, old sober Zoe for four and a half hours. Oh. Yeah, I mean, um, you can come down to St. Louis. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you and little Zoe, I'll sneak out of pit road with me. Ooh. He can watch real life. You can be Zoe, you'll be like the camera guy. I'll be like, yes, he's also a credential. He's like, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you lost me at St. Louis. Yeah, I can't blame you there. Yeah. Um, no, that's, I mean, that's, hey, that's fair. Yeah, Any I, parting thoughts, gentlemen? Mitch? Oh, St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. Chase very, Elliott was guilty, and thing. all you thugs defending him make me sick. I'm sure they're all watching this. Uh, Fitz, <laughs> anything from I, you? I'm so sorry, Cubs. You're in San Diego starting on Friday. It's just not worth the trip to miss a couple home games here for the Stanley Cup Finals, so uh, I'm going to pass on the on the West, West Coast road trip for this. Fitz. So I'm sorry. I, I was going to go. Ball. Stanley but, Cup NBA final prediction. Rapid fire. Knights. Nuggets, Knights. Yep. 
Nuggets. Going Nuggets Panthers. Nuggets Panthers. I hate you. Both. I'm rooting for the night. I think the Panthers are going to win. I mean, as a Chicago guy, I got to root against the hated Golden Knights. Oh, yeah. I forgot the Golden Knights oh, yeah. are a massive rival. I forgot about our hated rival, the Vegas Golden Knights. It's like, that's like betting against the White Sox. Watching yeah. the White Sox. That's, yeah. oh, but did you see Did you see they did murder the, the, the – I love social media with sports these days when they really get like do the rivalry stuff. But the social media from let's see, the Sharks threw their weight behind Dallas – and then they did that. The Golden Knights social media account did that clown thing where, like, you slowly put on the clown makeup, mm-hmm. and it was all like, it, it was it was a murder. And then the Sharks came back with like the 2019 thing. It's kind of like saying like Billy Goat. Now it's like after the Cubs won the World Series, nobody gives a shit about the Billy Goat. Um, it was a really funny kind of like back and forth. But I really do enjoy. There must be some intern. It's got to be an intern, right? Like, oh, it's always things. interns, dude. And it's they're hilarious. Interns. They're hilarious. It's they they are the most underrated part of the of the sporting experience using social media because they're. Some of the stuff they throw out there is absolutely hysterical. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Although you got anything before we go? Uh, remember when Kevin was annoying a White Sox fans a few years ago, telling him to just enjoy the ride? Yes. I think I'm going to take, his, take his, uh, his advice this year for the Cubs because I think the Cubs are just the expectations. We It's not like we they were too crazy. It was just like, oh, maybe they'll be like around 500. So, and this is basically, I mean, we've been saying it for a couple weeks now. Yeah. This is like what a kind of a 500 below 500 team does. So I'm just gonna enjoy the ride, not try to get not to take it, not to get at too pissed off. I'm uh, yeah, temper. You can pull I'm it back on, a little bit. It's okay. It's easy. It's easy because we knew they were gonna be mediocre. I'm, so you can go back more. Uh, each game individually planned. So I got two <laughs> things before we go. Two things. One, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Julio Rodriguez on the Mariners is now sponsored by Alaskan Air. So, <laughs> That's actually what. Anytime yeah. he hits a home run people in the sec- at home, people in the section that he hit the home run to, free round trip. Oh, awesome. wow. A whole family of five goes to a game and a home run and hits in your section? That's a family of five getting a trip. That's like, Wait, is it like incredible. if you catch the ball or like the whole no, section? The whole section. section. God damn. That's awesome. a lot about Alaskan Air. They're literally giving away flights. They can't pay people to get on them. That's crazy. <laughs> And then second thing is I want to give a massive shout out to my little cousin, Grady Elwood, who was just named to the all conference team. Uh, He finished the year nine and one in 11 starts, 1.809 ERA only gave up 18 earned runs in those 11 starts. That was second best. You listening? Uh, 89 strikeouts, 1.20 whip, 1.0. 7-5 batting average against my little cousin threw it down. Uh, I, got to, I got to see him play one game. And then the big thing out of that, though, is he's now going to be pitching for the Chicago White Sox elite team. Yeah. There so, we go. Cubs are going to draft him in a few years. This is where the pipeline starts, baby. Pretty pumped for that. Uh, it's funny you say that, although, because my family is a majority Sox fans, but there's like three people including my cousin Jay that a lot of people know from the CHAO that are Cubs fans. And so Grady's dad, my cousin Pat put in the, the family chat, like Grady's stats and everything. And Jay first response was Jay just said future cub. And it just set the whole family <laughs> chat to fucking shit. Cause half of them were like, Oh fuck that. And then the other half of us were like the Cubs write big ass checks too. So go for it. But yeah, yeah. It was, that was interesting. But uh, all right. Yeah, well, that's awesome. For Mitch Fitz, he's Aldo Amzo. Hopefully, we have a much more uplifting 
I wouldn't count on it. But I was looking back at the titles. We are definitely week to week. Oh, last we week, very much last week, week we had the the White Sox uh, creeping in on the Twins. I mean, I'll save it for next week, but that's my I'll thing. I'll give you the White title Sox. for this week. Chase Elliott is a thug, and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? You know what, Mitch? I'm going to do that. Cause... Uh, I'd, I'd be very <laughs> Look at all these NASCAR fans yeah. looking at it and be like, what the hell? Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, the SEL on that is going to be wild. Um, <laughs> this is my. I know the White Sox are bad. It's just I can't decide how bad they are. Right. I mean, I think that's that I'm telling you, that's just Chicago base right. Yeah, it's it's that we know they're not, not good, but not you don't great. have to be good this year to actually get in the playoffs. Right. I prefer not great. Uh is I, I feel like that's it has a more optimistic tone. They're just not great right now. They have they flashes. Can. I mean that's what's throwing me off. That's what's throwing me off is that is Oakland. Oakland we just took just two from Atlanta. I know what the heck was that? Baseball is fucking weird. That's what I mean. That's, that's what happened. It. It's baseball, and, that's and it comes with are. the Rays, I guess, too. <laughs> weird. Um. All right. We will see you all next week. Uh, stay weird. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Cause Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. Can put it on a boy, yeah. Put it on a boy. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.